stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm sharing strategies to help you avoid the most common investing mistakes. And don't feel bad if you've already made some of these mistakes. We all have, and you might make them several times while you go on your investing journey. But the hope is that you have better investing habits going forward once you realize that uh, you can overcome these mistakes. You know, they're not fatal, basically, and you can become a better investor. Um, So let's dive right into what some of these are. I'm going to list out three of the major mistakes most of us make. Um, And the first one is basically not starting. This may seem kind of an absurd mistake, right? How could it be an investing mistake if you've never actually started investing? But you'd be surprised at how many people tell me that they want to start investing. And then I see them a year later at a party and they we get to talking again and they're like, oh yeah, I still really want to start investing and they still haven't done it. Sometimes this goes on for numerous years. So plenty of people want to go down that path. It's kind of like, you know, starting a new exercise regime. We all kind of want to do it because we know it's good, but then we just don't do it. We procrastinate. So a lot of people procrastinate and that is a big mistake. And piggybacking on on top of not starting is basically starting a bit late While I always think it's never too late to invest, remember my friend Ed, who was 60 when he invested $50,000 of his retirement fund, um, and at 90, he had nearly $5 million, so he had 30 years still to invest, but to get those 30 years, the sooner you start, the better. So another big mistake people make, but it's also not completely a mistake. It's more of just um, lack of maybe timing or, again, procrastination is either not starting or starting a bit late. So if you're in your 20s or your 30s, now is the time. You you have plenty of time still to go. If you're in your 40s and your 50s and even your 60s, like Ed was, it's not too late, but better get at it and actually open up your account, put some money in there and start investing. The second mistake everybody makes is jumping on the trend. So did you buy Kathy Wood's ARK Innovation Fund in 2020? That's the ARK-K. Remember, it was soaring in 2020 during the pandemic. It was up 152.5% that year. But everybody dove in. There was like a billion dollars a day or a week or whatever it was going in there. Huge amounts of money because we all wanted to get that performance We all were following the trend of the tech growth stocks, which she's in, those innovative stocks. And then the um, fund started a decline in 2021 and then was negative in 2022. And although it's changed course a bit here in 2023 and is up again, but uh, a lot of people like to trace the 
chase that trend. And that is completely normal for all investors. But you have to kind of ask yourself, why are you getting into this investment? So over the summer here in 2023, I've been at some summer barbecues already. And um, I have actually been asked about some stocks, but they just kind of like, you know, uh, confront me and, and throw them out there at me. And one of the ones that was just mentioned to me at a barbecue, the person just said, AI, what do you think about AI? Now, I didn't know if they were talking about AI as in the entire AI and how to invest in it or the stock AI. So I did ask like AI as in C3 AI, like the company, um, then they said yes. So then I knew that, you know, they had heard this from someone, like some friend, um, a TV show. They read it in some article. And um, I asked them, you know, why not NVIDIA? If you're going to do AI, why not NVIDIA? But they didn't know anything about NVIDIA because it wasn't the stock that they had seen or read or that the friend told them about. So AI, which is C3 AI, it does not have a PE yet. Um, year to date, it is up 195.6%. So this is the trend, right? AI has been one of the trends along with the tech growth stocks. Those two just kind of go together here in 2023. NVIDIA up 182% year to date. So also some people jumping on that bandwagon, but maybe it's only those of us who are, you know, in the biz who kind of know about NVIDIA and a lot of other people don't. They're just kind of going with the AI ticker. Why not? Um, and so that's why they asked me about C3 because that has that ticker. Um, the third mistake I feel is kind of wrapped up into number two is not doing your own research. So when I asked them about AI, why did they want that one? Again, they were like, well, because, you know, it's AI. <laughs> they didn't really know. And then they'd never heard of NVIDIA. So um, another stock that was mentioned to me at one of the barbecues was T-Mobile. I wasn't expecting to get asked about that one. I haven't looked at that for a while. It's ticker T-M as in Mary U-S. But it's had a good five-year run. It's up 127.5% over the five years. That's easily outperforming the S&P 500 up 59.2%. Um, PE is not terrible at 19. And it does have a peg of 0.6 because earnings expected to soar this year 239% to 699 from 206. But I asked the person why T-Mobile uh, because this year the shares are down about 2.9% after this hot rally over the last five years. It's kind of taken a break, it looks like here, kind of treading water. And they said um, they heard that some Chicago billionaire owned it. <laughs> they didn't know who the billionaire was, but some billionaire person owned it. Um, so they hadn't done any research. They didn't know anything else about the company. They didn't know that it doesn't pay a dividend. but they just know that it was some billionaire owned it, so it must be good. Another one that this uh, same person told me about at this barbecue was Visa, ticker V. And they said Buffett owned that one, which is correct. Uh, but they thought he was adding to his position. But I don't think he's added any 
to the visa position. He did buy it in the third quarter of 2011, um, but it, he hasn't purchased in the last quarter. And um, I don't remember the last time he's added to it. I want to say he never has, but someone else can tweet at me if if you know if he's ever added anything to the visa position. It's now worth $1.87 billion in the portfolio, which sounds like a lot, but it's actually kind of a small position in the portfolio. But it, it has crushed it since he's bought it in 2011. So I don't I don't necessarily hate it that someone's saying, oh, Buffett owns it and that kind of thing for Visa. Um, the PE has come down quite a bit. It was in the 40s, I believe, at its peak a couple of years ago. PE is now 26.3. Um, year to date, it's up, but only 9.7%. And earnings still looking good for fiscal 2023, up 14.5%. Fiscal 2024, up 12.8%. It does pay a dividend yielding 0.8%. And it's a Zach's number two buy right now. So, but other than Buffett owns it, and they did know what Visa does, obviously. Um, They had no other real reason why they wanted Visa here. But um, again, I don't hate this one very much now that I've seen that it has gotten cheaper, actually. So that's a, that's a nice thing to see because I've always liked Visa and MasterCard, ticker MA, uh, because their dominance in you know those uh, credit card transactions, basically. But some of these, you can see uh, where the mistakes are and how you could rectify it. So it's pretty easy to fix the first mistake, you could start now. You could actually open up that investing account, start investing, um, and you know get going. The second mistake, jumping on the trends, you can catch yourself if that's what you're doing. If you're only looking at Nvidia, AI, um, you know Microsoft, uh, Alphabet right now because of AI, ask yourself, you know what. What, what what are you doing? Like, is is the fundamentals there? Or are you just kind of getting sucked into the momentum and the excitement of this latest new trend? So you can fix that one. And then certainly the third mistake, you know, not doing any research, not really knowing anything about the stocks, except that some billionaire owns it or it's in some hedge fund, or you read an article about it, but you don't really know anything else about it. Um, that can be fixed too. It's easy to figure out, you know, what a company actually does. What do its earnings look like? You can go to Zax.com like I do and plug in the ticker and see if the earnings are expected to be growing this year or not. Uh, you can get a lot of information just off Zax.com or Yahoo Finance on just the summary page about what's going on with the company. And remember, as an investor, you actually are an owner. So uh, you should know like what the company does and whether or not that's a business you think is good for the long haul. Now, um, those are the only mistakes I'm going to talk about today, uh, but I did think it was wise for me to do an update on one of the companies I talked about in a recent podcast because they did just report earnings. So it's Walgreens Boots Alliance, ticker WBA, and they were on the episode about the dividend aristocrats that I recently did. And Walgreens is one. They have 
uh, both paid a dividend and increased it for over 25 years, both as regular Walgreens and in the merged Boots Alliance company. I think it was like 47 years or something that they have been um, paying it and raising it. So now the dividend is yielding 6.1% because the shares are at or near five-year lows. But now they reported earnings and they did cut guidance. So the shares were down sharply on this news. And now five years, they're actually down 43.5%. And over the last 10 years, the shares are actually in the red as well now. Meanwhile, over that 10-year period, the S&P 500 is up a little over 200%. So I did want to emphasize on the dividends aristocrats side. Yes, these companies have been paying it for over 25 years and raising it. So they do have the good track record. But you have to be careful about making a uh, investment about, um, you know, based solely on the dividend yield. Like a lot of people are looking at that 6% yield and asking, how safe is this? Can I get that? Without thinking about the five-year return down 43.5%. Meanwhile, just the basic S&P 500 index is up, uh, what did I say it was, like 59.2%. So that's a big difference. And you are compounding that those gains on the S&P 500. You're not with what's going on with Walgreens. Yes, you can reinvest the dividend and buy more shares, but those have just continued to go down as well. So it does matter what is going on in the underlying business. And that's why I always remind people, long-term investors, to pay attention to what is happening and don't just uh, go on you know, past glories and past businesses, look and see what's happening with earnings now. What, Where's the growth going to come from? What does this business look like in five more years or 10 more years? Because you may be owning it throughout that whole period of time. And just because a company is old and is stuck around doesn't make it a business, um, you know, great business. So keep that in mind. I wanted to update about Walgreens, um, but... Uh, Shares are down again, and maybe they'll get so cheap that it will be a buying opportunity at some point. They are trading with the PE of seven right now, but that's going to change a bit since they cut the guidance and those estimates are likely to be cut as well. So that kind of does fit in with, um, you know, mistakes that we make in investing too. We do tend to go for the yield a lot of times and ignore what's actually going on with the fundamentals. That's why I said in that podcast that if the dividend is extremely high and it's not a REIT where they have to pay out, um, you know, the, the earnings, then maybe something else is going on at that company. That's not so good. Um, So keep that in mind, Um, unless it's a cyclical like a commodities play where maybe the commodities price is soaring. So that's why the dividend yield is big. But if it's just, you know, not a commodities, not a REIT, and you're getting this really high yield like Walgreens is now paying, then you better do your research. You know, don't make that mistake on some of these and uh, find out why it is that that yield is so high there. 
So let me go over the stocks we talked about on this episode. So there was NVIDIA. We've talked about them a lot. They get a lot of play right now, um, but that is one of the mistakes that a lot of people make. And I'm not saying it's a mistake to buy any of these stocks right here, but um, to keep an open mind and do your research on all of them before jumping in on trends and that kind of thing. So NVIDIA, ticker NVDA. We also talked about uh, C3AI, which is just AI, then T-Mobile, T-M-U-S, and then Visa, ticker V, and then we finished up with um, Walgreens, ticker W. B-A. W as in Wayne, B as in boy, A as in Adam. And as always, I'm trying to bring you some strategies, some stocks, some ways to look at investing, or if you're a new investor, to get into investing every week here on the Market Edge. And as the summer goes on, I will be having some more guests on to talk about all the hot topics, including the growth stocks and more on AI, I'm sure. So you want to be sure to subscribe. Make sure you have us somewhere. We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Amazon Music and SoundCloud and just about anywhere you can get podcasts. So be sure to tune in and I'll see you again next time on The Market Edge. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.